Happy everybody, what's up? Welcome to the show, baby. Oh man, I knew I would have to address this eventually. And it's because all you with the private messages and stuff like that saying, Hey, are you going to address all this stuff between Marco and Black Dragon? And my answer simply is no. No. Whatever they got going on between each other is their business. What I'm doing here at Insane Throttle, I want to discuss all kinds of subjects, and you've been seeing it with the biker angle with Hollywood at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, Monday through Friday. I've been throwing extra ones in there as well. Very serious uh, stuff that I want to talk about with my content and the biker news as well. You have seen a lot of changes in it as far as throwing everything in there, like motorcycle events, the good stuff that's happening in the scene. And, you know, I browse over or cover a little bit of the other stuff with the MC scene. So I really am focused on doing my own thing. I do have a collaboration with Mike Ball on Monday nights. And you see we have another guest co-host or co-host on the BCAN podcast. And I think it went really well the last one. A lot of freaking discussion. We have a leftist point of view, a conservative point of view. I'm more down the middle. And then, of course, we have China now. So we have a lot of stuff going on than to get involved in all this stuff. Now, I can say that Marco's been going through a lot of BS with everybody. Uh, the attacks that he's endured, he's tried to really stay to himself and work on his content. So I can see where he's coming from, where he's being hit from all sides right now. But he'll he'll work that out because I remember I went through all that stuff. Hell, I still get it after all the, the these years where you're going to get that type of personal attacks on you and you just got to go through it. See, this is a tough business. It really is. You get a lot of haters. But my advice would be remember this is fantasy land. This ain't the real deal on the streets. This is fantasy land. A lot of stuff that people say here on the internet, I blow off. I don't care how stupid it is. I'll blow it off because it's just somebody jamming their gums, if you will. So when these two go at it, I'm not going to be involved in that. You know, I've talked to Black Dragon. I talked to Marco, of course, and they really do have visions for their channels where they want it to go. The ones that want to see it the most are the people that watch us. You, you know, everybody that follows me, follows him, follows Marco, I get that, and some people love stirring shit up. 
They really do. They love stirring the crap up. And that just goes with this business. It really does. Now, Marco is more on the TikTok wavelength where I'll just post there. I don't even read comments over on TikTok because it's such a cesspool over there of people that it ain't even worrying. You know, it's not even worth worrying about any what any of them have to say. I really do care for those that watch me on YouTube because a lot of the times they have some important points that they want to put forward. And it's a good discussion, a good debate stuff. One thing about me is I like debates. I love them. You know, you get all sides out there and you're able to hopefully come to a median where you can agree to disagree. Something that this country doesn't have anymore. You can't agree to disagree anymore. You're either on one side or the other and screw everybody in the middle. And you're seeing a lot of that stuff where you're getting a lot of these biker channels are getting toxic now. They really are getting toxic because entertainment is what they're looking to do. And the more things get stupid, the more people that go back and forth and watch and all that type of stuff, you know, I'm a shock jock. You know, that's what I do over on Motorcycle Madhouse. You know, but when it comes to biker news, I take that pretty serious. And I have, uh, trust me, I have screwed up. I am the first one to admit I screw up when I'm doing this. But I always try to make that right. Always try to admit when I'm wrong. And more creators need to do that. Admit they're wrong especially when it's covering the news. See, I don't like the opinion segments in my biker news anymore. Again, I do that stuff on the biker angle where I'll cover my thoughts on some of what the stories were about, but I do not think that's helpful to the biker community to start freaking giving opinions out during a news segment that is supposed to be news, not your thoughts. And that's why you've seen a lot different platform out of me is exactly because of that. But I found it so interesting that people were going, Hey, Hollywood, what do you think? You know, my emails have blown up and I'm like, what the hell? What the hell is wrong with you people? I'm not getting involved in it. You know, years ago, I was involved in the argument with Sos. We were able to get our stuff together and move forward. I always cheer him on because I believe some kind of a creator from the MCC needs to make it like these other ones. But it seems like we've lost touch with what we're doing. The only advice I can give them is do you, you know, work on your channels, work on your shows. You know, Marco, he has the number one uh, show in terrestrial uh, radio, regular old FM radio. He has the number one 
show. And as bikers, we should be proud that one of our own is number one in an industry like that. He has a lot to bring to the table, a lot of professionalism. He really does. And I'm not just saying that because he's a member of my club. I'm talking from a professional standpoint. He has a lot to bring to the table. Damn, number one, come on. You got to give some cred to that. A lot of us don't have that kind of rep, uh, tongue tying here. <laughs> we don't have uh, our type of people in that kind of industry that can represent us where he can. And he's taking the time off to do this on the side for everybody. And when he's getting a text, he's not used to getting a tech like this on social media at his other job. But now on when you get into social media, it's a whole different ball game. You're going to get attacked. And everybody says, you know, haters make you famous. Well, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Because they watch more of your video than other people will that like you. It just comes with the business. A lot of people are going to say that they're going back and forth for clicks. I don't think that's true. Uh, but a lot of people are going to say that, you know, the one thing, and I've said it over and over again, YouTube pays shit, man. YouTube pays crap. If you think a couple hundred bucks is worth it to go out there and, you know, act that way, some of these people that do it, and I'm not talking about these two, I'm talking about other ones. If you think a couple hundred bucks and that's about all you make on YouTube, you know, if you're one of the bigger creators, you might make a couple thousand, but that's it. I do this because I love it and I want to bring something that was from my past where in the 90s we had uh, Biker News from, you know, White Trash Networks. We had it from Biker News Network. That kind of stuff we brought to video and to audio. So I really don't have time for all the nonsense. They'll solve it the way they want to solve it. I'm not going to mediate. I don't need to get in the middle of anything. That's on them. They're both men. They can handle it themselves. But I do want to let you know, hey, you might want to give Marco a chance because he does know what the hell he's talking about. As far as this profession is concerned, hell, he even came out where he can live stream what he's doing behind the scenes at the radio station. Maybe you should check out his Facebook where he does that on Facebook Fridays. There is a lot of content out there that's good content without having to worry about all this damn drama. That's what it seems like it's been for the last couple months. You had a schmuck out there, AI, me and Marco, about being in the club. Well, I'm damn fucking proud to be in my club. I do not care what anybody says. Just like others are proud of their club. I'm proud to be his club brother. What am I going to be, you know disingenuous to you guys by saying that uh, that i'm not come on get out of here with that
I'm proud of the club, proud of him. So we had this idiot go out there and think that was going to hurt me in some uh, manner. I have always been the first one to tell you that I don't believe in talking about my personal life. And that's part of my personal life. I also don't believe in putting my stuff all over the place. You know, that's one of the biggest thing I find on the uh, TikTok is the hypocrisy of a lot of these club guys. They're sitting there getting into the drama with their club colors on. It's like, wow, man, you have to have your club colors on to act like a freaking moron. And you wonder why this thing of ours is looking like a joke. I'm never going to freaking talk about the stuff that we do as a club. <laughs> Not going to do it. So if that's what you're looking for, you ain't getting that drama out of me. But he is part of the club I'm in. We're club brothers, and that's the way it works. Does he do stuff that is screwed up? Yeah. But he's just learning this platform. So I give him breathing space. You know, Monday nights, me and Mike Ball are going to be doing a show. We're going to collaborate right there. And again, he's going to do his own thing. We got him started. Now he's on his own to be able to do what he wants to do and put the content out that he wants to put out. Black Dragon's been around a long time, just like me. He will do his content as well. I got a lot of projects that I'm doing right now that I don't need all the drama. Because you guys might like it, but to me, it gets boring real quick and it's just aggravating as hell because it takes away from the message. Now, you'll have a lot of guys, again, on TikTok, in their club colors, by the way, that bitch about biker news, but they're the same ones that are watching us behind the scene. But they thought they just want it to be cool. Well, you know, you shouldn't be talking about clubs. It's already out in the public. But you're telling me not to talk about club business, but you're in your damn colors talking about people, talking about subjects. When you're in your colors, you do represent your club, you know, right? Everything you're saying, people think, comes out of your club because you are in those club colors. The AI thing, I think it's beat to death. Like I told them, you know what? We're close to finding everything out. We have an idea who it is, but we're going to get 100%. Because the lawyers and it gets something, you know, you think really that we, I don't have a lawyer on retainer <laughs> to go after people or defend stuff. Well, I'm going for everything they got. If they try that shit with me, I'm going after everything. And it's real easy. Once you put it on the internet, no matter if you delete it or not, it's always on the server. I don't think a lot of these people understand because I know Black Dragon was doing his stuff and they took it down while he was on air. It's still there. They still know who you are. If you give a fake name, your IP, everything is linked to what you sign into. They know 
and it can be subpoenaed. But there are a lot of ignorant people out there. Hell, you got one guy that goes around talking smack that is actually an ex-guy from us, our club, and everybody laughs at him. His opinion don't matter to nobody, but he thinks he can go out on the internet and bash everything. And that's one thing I was going to start doing is putting pictures up of people that are out bad talking shit. Because clubs can't do it, but my platform can. That's news right there. That's news because sometimes, you know, clubs don't freaking talk to each other. So they start taking out bads from other clubs and they don't know the real situation. It used to be where clubs talk to each other, but it don't happen like that anymore. So those are uh, just some of my thoughts on all this that is going on. I say to everybody, do your thing. If you don't want to collaborate with others, even better for you, because then you got the creativity to do what you want to do. If you're going to keep going back and forth doing your thing, hey, that's on you guys. If you guys want to argue all that stuff, but there's no way I'm mediating everything like these people are asking in the comment sections of these videos. I'm not doing it because I got to do me. I got to put out the good content that I want to put out. I have really changed biker news to presenting the good, the events, and the ugly. And then doing a separate segment on my thoughts on what's going on. I've been talking about how the government in these biker angles have really, really started messing with MCs. And then you got morons out there that actually agree with the government because it's a club. Most of the time, the people that talk shit about clubs are the ones that are either out and they're pissed off with their former club or they were never able to get in one. Those are the two type of people that you're going to see talking crap about MCs. But for them to go and agree with the government about domestic terrorism or the profiling, you're kidding me. That right there is the most ignorant thing I have ever seen. Bikers agreeing with freaking cops and the government. That's where I just put them into the motorcycle enthusiast category. And the citizen category is that when they talk stupid like that. Anyway, that is my thoughts. Uh, you know, like I said, those guys will work that stuff out on their own. Uh, they don't want to collaborate anymore. That's cool. You know, it's on them. It's their platforms, man. I'm not here to run anybody else's platforms but my own. Anyway, talk to you later. Don't forget, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Central is, or 8.15 uh, Central is over on the Madhouse Radio Show on YouTube. You hear me in China now live. And then Can is at 9.20 a.m. on Fridays. And, of course, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, Mondays with me and Mike Ball.
It's Motorcycle Madhouse uh, Morning Mayhem time. We got China Dow coming up in the second half of the show. You can catch that live over on MotorcycleMadhouse.com or on YouTube, baby, at the Madhouse Show. We got a bunch of stuff happening today. Bunch of stuff. A lot of videos coming up. One in particular is a motorcycle club member was shot. Actually, he was shot at three times, had a bulletproof vest on, but, uh, you know, he got one, got it, uh, passed it. In an assassination attempt, we also have a big problem with motorcycle accidents. Uh, They're starting to go up as far as the fatality rates and stuff like that sad state of affairs then of course we got some motorcycle events if you want you can check out the chapters in this video and go right to what you want to hear first one up good stuff happening out there raising money for Special Olympics. This afternoon, all for a good cause. The fourth annual Iron Legacy MC Kentucky State Dream Ride took place at Northeast Christian Church. The money from registered motorcycle riders benefits the Special Olympics and its athletes. There was poker hands and bug targets. This is part of the club's national charity fundraiser. Great, it's a great opportunity, you know, for these kids, and so that's why we put on these rides and go to the links that we do so that we can raise money and hopefully help somebody out. All the money raised in the club is presented in a check during the national event in August. Special Olympics is an awesome freaking thing to donate to. I'm glad that bikers are getting into donating to them as well, giving some of them kids some dreams to shoot for. Good stuff. Let's go to the motorcycle events happening. Coming up, we're going to do some Cali stuff. The 2023 Cambria. It's a triumph rally, baby. Come on. Everybody loves a damn good triumph. Crap. My first one was the 77 Bonneville, and I still kick my butt. I still want to kick myself in the ass for getting rid of that one. I was stupid. You know how much that thing to be worth right now? Anyway, Cambria Rally, when and where it is the 21st anniversary, and it's coming this year starting Thursday, August 3rd. Uh, you can go to the registration page, by the way, CambriaRally.com, to pay for your attendance and an optional T-shirt. Now, the rally will take place at the traditional first weekend of August, following Thursday uh, 3rd through to Sunday to 6th. Ground Zero will once again be the Cambria Palms Motel. It will include the usual rides, drink, refreshments, Friday, chill it in, uh, Saturday, barbecue with live band, followed by a draw prize giveaway, slow race tournament, and other contests. And, of course, socializing around the fire pit. And it originally started by the Northern Cal Presidents as a way for the new Hinkley uh, Bonneville owners and enthusiasts of all British motorcycles from both Northern and Southern California to meet. Good stuff right there. Again, August 3rd through the 6th. Now, the Southern California Cycle Swap Meet. That is July uh, 30th, 2023, 
And this one's going to be sponsored by the Law Tigers. Uh, Sunday, July 30th uh, from 7 to 1. Rain or shine. No outside alcohol. No barbecues. Man, that sucks. By participating with our text reminder, you agree to terms of privacy. Man, I don't know, man. I don't know. Man, you're a bummer. Damn, talking about a buzzkill, man. I remember swap meets. That was party central, man. But nowadays, I don't know. Unless you got a good old Evo or something, maybe they're getting into selling twin cam parts and stuff. But everything's getting so technological advanced. It is freaking hilarious, man. Anyway, let's go to uh, this deal. Motorcycle accidents, man. They're getting worse and worse and climbing with the fatalities. Hopefully, you'll learn something from this segment uh, for all you new riders or those looking to get a bike. In 2023, there have been 22 motorcycle fatalities so far. It makes me really sad because a lot of the crashes that are happening are very avoidable. Department of Public Safety data shows that just between Memorial Day and the first week of July, there have been 13 fatal motorcycle crashes. That's up from nine crashes last year and six crashes the year before that for roughly the same six-week period. The rate that we've seen uh, increase this summer is alarming. Suzanne Woods is a motorcycle safety rider coach. You have to be aware of your surroundings at all times. There is about a 50-50 split when it comes to drivers and riders about whose fault the crash is. So everyone needs to be vigilant on the roads. For riders... Don't go above your skill level. Slow down in curves. Make sure you're not going outside your curve and into another lane. Her tip for riding in curves... Use slow look press rolls. So slow down, look through your turn, press on your motorcycle to lean, and then roll through. Riding something with two wheels, you're so exposed. Everything is defensive, but also you have to be on the offense, watching out for everything that's coming. And the need for drivers to pay attention. I, I see more texting drivers than I thought I would ever see. I met up with members of the Rogue Souls Motorcycle Club. It doesn't matter who goes down, it's always sad. Who say they hope drivers are considerate and watchful for their bikes while on the road. There is a percentage of motorcycle riders out there that give all of us a bad name. What I want all the drivers to realize is that we're not all that one rider that they spotted going down the freeway at 140 miles an hour. That a vast majority of us do take responsibility seriously and ride safely. And if you're a beginner or an expert rider, there are safety classes you can take to hone your skills. Sad state of affairs with all these motorcycle uh, fatalities, man. Been seeing a lot and lot more in the news. So many that I can't even cover it anymore because they're all over the place. You know, with the drivers texting and the drunk drivers and those, oh, I didn't see you ones. It drives you absolute. You know what? I've been getting tongue tied a lot lately. I don't know why. What the hell's going on with me? Who knows? Maybe getting dementia or something. We have some more out of that outcast stuff going on in Augusta. 
and it looks like it's heating up. Rival biker clubs in Augusta on Sandbar Ferry Road. Two of those suspects are granted bond. Kenneth Taylor and Jonathan Keaton appeared in court this morning in Augusta. They're both charged with two counts of murder and one aggravated assault charge. Both have rules to follow if they post their $100,000 bond. That includes ankle monitors and no contact with past, present, and future gang members. Hallie Turner, live force in the newsroom after spending this day in court. And you found one of those suspects is tied to another murder case. Yeah, that's right, Richard. An unsolved murder in the Atlanta area. The state revealed today while Kenneth Taylor and Jonathan Keaton were injured in the mass shooting, they are no stranger to the criminal world. According to the state, these two suspects have a few things in common. Kenneth Taylor served as a Marine for 15 years before he was discharged in 2015. He lives in the Atlanta area, and before he was recently arrested in connection to this mass shooting in May, he was running a business as a chef. When he appeared in court, the state was most concerned about his recent criminal history after they received a call from police near Atlanta. College Park Police Department, who asked Richmond County Sheriff's Office to interview him with regards to an unsolved murder in which College Park says that he is the main suspect for. The state says he did not cooperate with police. Over the next several years, he was charged with everything from battery to grand theft, but the defense argues he's not a risk. He doesn't have any prior felony convictions. The only convictions that were read out by the state were two misdemeanor convictions. Jonathan Keaton is also a veteran. The state says he was in the Army and got a degree from University of Notre Dame. The state confirms he isn't a member of the Thug Riders, but was living with a vice president of a different chapter. He was in a car when he was shot in the head. His girlfriend was one of the females who was in the car that he was in when he was shot. Uh, she stated that the morning before this happened, she had just bonded him out of jail for beating another individual. But due to the numerous side effects from his head injury, the defense says he should be treated as a victim. He has to walk with a cane inside CBW and medical segregation. He cannot even hear. And at last check, both men are still at the detention center at this time. And that's continuing. How many times did they say mass shooting? If you've been watching a lot of the biker angle stuff, and again, that uh, goes on uh, at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, Monday through Fridays as of now. So it's pretty regular. And that's where I give some opinions and stuff like that. But I... They've been talking domestic terrorism, now mass shooting. If you can't see the link in what they're trying to do, something is wrong with you. I have a question for you all after this one. Sacramento sending one man to the hospital. Good evening and thanks for joining us here at 5 o'clock. I'm Brady Halbleib. Investigators confirmed that this was a motorcycle gang-related shooting incident, and that shooting happened on Madison and Laurel Oak this morning. Sacramento County Sheriff's Office says the man is that was shot is a known gang member. The man was shot three times and was wearing a bulletproof vest. We also learned that the victim called for help Officials say the fact that the man was wearing a bulletproof vest proves the shooting may have been targeted. We found out he was wearing a bulletproof vest. So again, tells us a lot right there because outside of uh, motorcycle cops, I don't know who else is riding around on motorcycles with bulletproof vests on. So it lets us know kind of again what he's up to. The sheriff's office says the victim's friend was also there and is a known gang member. He arrived on scene and tried to intervene with the investigation. He was also arrested and charged. Here's my question. 
And regardless of what the news media just said in that about him being uh, greenlit or whatever they want to say, why do club members have to wear bulletproof vests now? That's how bad it has really got in the scene. I see a lot of club members wearing bulletproof vests. I thought we were about the brotherhood, about the motorcycles. And it's just so interesting how people can't stay in their lane, as you would say. Just, you know what? You see somebody you don't like, let them go. Bye-bye. Don't need to bullshit. But now it's gotten so bad where people feel that they have to have bulletproof vests. And that's kind of given the general public what the cops and the media have been pushing Oh, yeah, well, he's wearing a bulletproof vest. Yeah, they're gangs. It's real hard how uh, a lot of clubs step on their peckers, isn't it? On one hand, they don't want to be considered a gang. And then on the other hand, they're out there shooting people and then wearing bulletproof vests and all that kind of stuff. If you were only worried about brotherhood and motorcycles, there would be no need for bulletproof vest the problem is that isn't reality on the streets there's a lot of freaking people that are pissed off at each other a lot of clubs as well and i've always said it is up to the leadership to step up and say enough is enough but can that happen i don't think it ever will we all might want it to happen but history tells us it's not gonna. And it is sad because we all have the same interest. We all love motorcycles. We all love hanging out with your brothers. But it's them beefs that are always going to get in the way of what everybody really loves to do. And that's unfortunate. But you have to step back and look at it. Is that human nature? Human nature is never to forget the bad that has happened. Even though it might have been 40 years ago that two clubs started getting into it with each other. Though that's some hard memories to forget when, you know, you have a brother that might have died uh, by the hands of another club or, you know, the time for the club. But I'm just saying, and I get it. Trust me, I get it. I know how the scene works and all that good stuff. But I'm just talking for all those on the outside. You know, independent bikers that might think, well, we all must get along. That's just fantasy land, if you will. That's not, you know, you live in a different lifestyle than MC members do, especially Diamond MCs. You live in a whole different reality. There is all kinds of subsets within the scene. And basically, if you're an independent, don't worry about this happening. They have always looked down on bikers society. Always. It's never going to change no matter how much you try to put out there that we're not like this or that or that. It's never going to change. Save your breath 
And for all those rubs out there that try to push it with your clubs, well, we're not like them. They don't care. You're garbage to them. They laugh at you behind your back. And you're too stupid to realize it. You jumped on a Harley or you jumped on any other bike. You're considered a biker, so you're a POS. Plain and simple. But going to the extreme to where everybody feels like they have to wear a bulletproof vest, that kind of sucks. It really does. It kind of sucks. And hopefully over the next few years, it'll calm down and stuff like that. Uh, who knows? But, of course, we got a lot of uh, different people coming into the MC scene that think a lot different than the older guys. It's the younger guys that are going to have to freaking turn the scene into what they want it to be turned into plain and simple. And if they want it to be turned into bulletproof vest, I think it's stupid, but Hey, they're the young ones. Ain't that always what they say? We're going to go to the second half of the show right now with China doll, baby. It was an in-depth look at the trials and tribulations of street gang and motorcycle club life. This isn't the run of the mill book that doesn't get the goods. This book will go into detail of events that actually happened. All materials in this book have been approved by those involved. There is nothing poetic, nor is there any price worth paying for the life we choose to live on the streets. James Hollywood Machikari, Brotherhood and Betrayal. Join the Insane Throttle Members Only Club on YouTube or Spotify and receive exclusive content Monday through Friday at 9.20 a.m. Central Standard Time. Your membership in the Throttle Club helps keep the show going strong. Introducing the all-new service from Insane Throttle Motorcycle Madhouse Radio. 24-7 and nothing but the best in 80s till today. Rock and metal, baby. And here's an added bonus. You can now listen to Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Show with Hollywood and China now live on the air. Go to MotorcycleMadhouse.com and bookmark the radio station and get down with the king of biker. Hail to the king, baby. You're going to need a bigger boat. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Hey, where are the white women at? Killer tunes that don't suck. WMMRDB Rockford. Tight pillin' out, taking flights. Life on the edge is the way that Yogi likes. No fun if I can't do a hundred through the light. Probably be the only way that I can live and feel alive. Morning Monday, how you doing? Happy Monday. It's a happy Monday today. Hopefully you guys are getting out of bed, uh, going out there and working your ass off, putting food on the table. It's China Dow in the house, baby. China Dow kind of upset today. Uh, very upset. She's so upset. She put a TikTok up that says she wants to get rid of me. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck did I do this weekend? I thought I was being a good guy. I took her out for a ride, took her out to Harley Davidson. And next thing you know, she's putting on a TikTok saying, fuck Hollywood. I and not. I don't understand why she would say fuck Hollywood. 
I really don't. Why did you say fuck Hollywood? I did not. Oh yes, my you god. did. Oh my god, I did not. I did not. No, no. That you don't like me. <laughs> I like you. <laughs> you say you hate me all the time. I do not. Yes, you do. Oh my god, really? Here we go. This is how we're gonna start our Monday. Uh, right. yeah, we are right. because I got a bone to pick. You got a bone to pick about Why? you know pushing people out of your life, your <laughs> relationships. I'm like, ain't this a bitch? Oh my god, no. Okay, yes. And it goes viral too. Yeah, it went viral. I did a TikTok video the other day and it was about let all i see is your head man what the hell's going on here i don't know because we're like not up and down where it's sideways fix Uh, it we look weird (laughs) uh i made a video tiktok video and it's it's called let them go yeah let them go it's talking about hollywood oh i wasn't i'm talking about toxic people in your life that's not what it said. Yes, it is. Uh, I seen all the comments. Walk, it's if people want to walk out of your life, you let them go. You don't stop them. You let them go. So why are you uh, hitting it that had Hollywood? nothing to do with Hollywood? So all y'all that were emailing Hollywood going, oh, my God, y'all getting a divorce. It had nothing to do with Hollywood. Jesus, mind your business. Mind your business. Oh, my God. For real. You know, I, I got, what I got to make an explanation video after every TikTok now to like reinforce people that it has nothing to do with you. I think you do. I think okay, you do. Well, you I'm need letting to put them know now live. You need to put it. It had nothing to do. Disclaimer. Yeah, China Dow's TikToks don't have nothing to do with Hollywood unless I specifically tag him in it. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. It made me feel bad. Made me feel bad that you would do that. Oh, my God. Well, you made me feel bad. Well, you know, I, uh, <laughs> you took me Friday to meet somebody. Well, we'll get that to the yeah. minute. We'll get to right. that to the okay, minute. Okay, because I got somewhere to go. But with I, that I you know what? I got to admit, I'm very proud of China Dow. I am, and that's rare. She went to the gym with me. Everybody's asking why my head's so big. <laughs> that's because you got the camera all the way up. There you go. Now you're better. You look like a potato head. <laughs> but you actually went to the gym with me. I did. How was it? I hate it. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to actually have to work out. Oh, you thought you were going to go onto the hydro massage bed and that was it. Yeah, and the hydro massage bed, I guess I'm too short. It wasn't as good as it was supposed to be. <laughs> as she said, though, she's giving me the thumbs up while she's on it. I'm like, yeah, it's cool. No, no. So how do you like working out now? I don't like it. My arms still hurt. Look at the muscles. (laughs) You were all serious. (laughs) I was. How long has it been since you worked out? Uh, I've never been to a gym before. (laughs) Well, look at your form. That's good form there. (laughs) I didn't know you were going to show these. Is that why you took them? Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Too bad you didn't do the one where I spread my legs all wide open. (laughs) 
Oh yeah, you did uh, the leg uh, deal. This <laughs> way. They got to see you work out. Yeah. You did a whole Great. body workout, and you should have said, seen the next day, she was like, what the fuck? This hurts. Well, no shit, <laughs> dummy. You just worked out muscles that you haven't. Yeah. Uh, um, my whole goal was to work out my legs because I got to strengthen my left leg. And uh, no, I ended up working my arms. <laughs> I don't know the gym I go to, Steve. Uh, I really love my gym. Uh, a lot of stuff there, man. I did that red light total body enhancement yesterday. It was like, holy shit, man. You know, over the last month, uh, you know, I lost what about 30 pounds at least already. And, you know, just pumping, 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 man. Getting back. My knees feeling good. I had a power lift again. Sad state of affairs when that happened. I lost my power lifting. I can't believe you freaking showed me lifting. Well, it happens. Rude. It happens. Rude. So we had that, and uh, you know, China Dow's pretty pissed off. Pretty pissed off. Yeah, little. I I ain't because I got fangirled like a motherfucker. But <laughs> of course, China Dow. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> nobody. A freaking nobody. But go ahead, uh, tell your story. So Friday after Beat Can, we went uh, to Kegel Harley Davidson. Yeah, Kegel, Kegel, whatever you want to call it, to meet Adam Sandoval. Yeah, Crazy Hair says great posture. Thanks. Uh, so we went to meet Adam Sandoval, which, by the way, he's a freaking tool. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. He's a That's tool. what he's. She's been uh, calling him all even, weekend. I don't even care. She's he's pissed. He was talking to me for a little bit, and I had to wait. I had to wait in the longest line ever just to get a freaking. Did Hollywood have to wait? No, <laughs> <laughs> just to get a selfie with with Adam Sandoval. Oh, yay! I was so excited. Yeah, not when I got there. So I introduced myself, shook his hand, introduced myself. And told him who I was, and he goes, okay. <laughs> and took a photo, and then he pushed me like we were fighting over a swing <laughs> to get away from him. Because why? Because Hollywood was stealing his mojo. What do you mean? I was outside. Uh, prior to you going outside, you were being fangirled more than he was. <laughs> I was like, really? So take it out on me. We're going to fight over whose turn it's next on the swing. And you're going to push me out of the way. Oh, my Jesus. For real? <laughs> <laughs> you're 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 kind of having a hard time with all this. Dude, aren't you? I'm like, man, I don't treat people like that. I'm like, what the? I'm like, Hollywood, you don't treat people like that. Hollywood even had people telling him how nice he is compared to others. Air quotes around others the only thing i didn't like is when i went outside and i got like encircled and shit like that everybody you know hey hollywood can you do this can you sign it it was like okay dude it's space for hollywood okay space for hollywood i don't like that shit so yeah so i officially am saying that uh you know adam sandoval is a fucking tool <laughs> and uh 
Didn't even post the picture. I have it, but didn't even post it. Don't even care to. And I might even just delete it altogether. <laughs> Man. <laughs> because I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. You do not push you're a people. Hater. You do not push people like you're going next on the slide. Okay. You just don't. We're not playing playground pranks. No. You're you a don't. hater. I'm not a hater. He's a hater. The minute I should never have told him who I was. Thanks, Oliver. <laughs> never. Never should have told him that I was your wife. It happened. I think that's where it screwed everything up. <laughs> yeah, China's a legend in her own mind. She kind of has a hard time. You know, we'll see how it goes at Chopper Fest for you. Oh yeah. Oh, you mean the one that? Yeah. You know, you're... Now, now, so now people actually know I'm going. <laughs> yeah, you're a co. You're gonna be a co-host with me and Marco covering the live stream. Yeah. We'll see how it goes for you. We'll see if it, you know, can you guys please fucking fangirl her so she <laughs> leaves me alone about that shit? Seriously, man. She gets pissed off at me. I'm going to stop bringing her places because she gets pissed at me. Every time we leave someplace, I'm like, I hate you. <laughs> the only person keeping me company during waiting in line was Mike Ball and Chino via texting. <laughs> That's pretty bad, right? <laughs> By the way, man, I got my breakout show with Mike Ball tonight. And it's going to be talking about the motorcycle life, man, the biker lifestyle. It's going to be an awesome one. You got an old fart like me who's getting dementia all the time. And then you got the youngin' uh, Mike there. So you got two separate, uh, you know, sides of the lifestyle, an older guy, the younger guy. Uh, well, a half a younger guy because he's peg leg. They wanted me to call the show Wooden Peg Leg. Wooden Peg Leg. The Wooden Peg Leg Show. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> I thought it would be awesome. <laughs> no. We also got a special guest as well. Uh, our show's not going to be uh, covering any of the bad or the protocol. We're going to be covering the good stuff, have special guests on. Uh, tonight, I think we got uh, Nitro from the Guardian Riders coming on. And if you don't show, blame Mike because he, you know, I let Mike handle that part of it. You know, we're trying to get Mike experienced with uh, shows here. So, you know, hopefully uh, he shows up. <laughs> Ooh, Mike or the guest? The guest. If he don't, uh, blame it on Mike Ball and stuff like that. Oh, look, there's some of me. <laughs> Oh, look at you. But now you can't see the crown. You know, <laughs> out there freaking exercising and stuff like that. Look at you, you know. Uh, I need to put you in that red light thing. It's like weird. You walk into this tube and you're butt ass naked and shit like that. And you get red lights all why over you. Why are you naked? You're supposed to be naked in that thing? Yeah, you know, you go into a private room. You lock the door. You get butt ass naked and shit. Pecker hanging out. And <laughs> next I don't have a pecker. Well, you know, it, it's debatable. Oh, shut uh, up. It is not. <laughs> That's just no, like a friend of no mine. Uh, uh, you know what? I got to talk about it. I do. Penguin. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he, he's a real good brother of mine. He's a real good kid. And, he, you know, he hasn't had a woman around. So, you know, it worried me right there. I thought he was gay or something. I was like, dude, you don't got a broad around you. You gay? Do you suck pecker? What do you do here, man? You know, you got to tell me these things, you know, because uh, I don't like gay guys looking at me. You know, they always looking at my ass and stuff like that. I don't like that. 
Uh, so he calls because we're all going out to dinner next week. Hey, I'm bringing a broad. You know what the first thing I did? How much did you pay her? No. What? I said, did you check her for a dick? Because <laughs> women nowadays, you never know. You got to check between those legs, man. You can't even tell by Adam's apples anymore. So I told him, man, make sure you feel that shit up, man, before you bring her. But he is a good guy, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, C-130. Yeah, C-130. He's a good guy. He is. He's hilarious. He's awesome. I love him. We have a blast on the bikes. Yeah, we do, man. He does YMCA, and that's why I kind of, you know, was wondering if he was gay. Because he likes the village people. Yeah. (laughs) That's some weird shit for a biker to like, man. And you get, you know, the women get right up into that. And if you know women, they like gay guys. They do. But let me tell you, I do not get a gay vibe from him at all. You don't get a gay vibe. No. And I'm usually pretty dead on. I'm glad, you know, because that would have worried me and stuff like that. No, But nowadays, my freaking uh, advice to you men is when you're out in a bar, when you're out in a bar. Make sure you either ask him if they got a dick or feel if they got a dick. Okay. If you're up there dancing and they're grinding on your ass and you feel a lump. Yeah. It's a no go. It's a no go. Sorry. You know what? Actually, I had a friend a few years ago and it sucked. You know, I I don't even see him anymore because we fucked with him so bad. He actually went into a bar, got a chick. And got a blowjob. And next thing you know, he found out it was a dude. <laughs> now, do you think a guy has a right to punch him right in the face? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, he does. Yes, he Do I know this guy? <laughs> yeah, you know him. Ruh, roh. Please tell you me. know him. Please tell me off the air. <laughs> I will, Mike. <laughs> Yeah. What? Yeah. What? (laughs) Mike. Our Mike. (laughs) What? At the uh, tattoo shop club. Shut up. No. At the tat. What? Ain't that a bitch? Ew. Ew. (laughs) Oh, man. Mike Ball's like, not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not Mikey, man. No, not you, Mikey. His freaking uh, Latina wife would kill him. No, not you, Mikey. We no. have to say happy birthday to the little one, though. The baby. Yeah, we it's such a pretty baby. Aww. We have to say happy birthday. Yeah. It's such special when they're that young. They, one, don't argue with you. Oh, I bet she argues with him. <laughs> she was like what she turns turned one didn't she yeah yeah i bet she don't argue with him <laughs> i know she don't argue with the mama because them mama latinas man will whoop your ass <laughs> look what she does with mike man puts him in the corner tells him to shut up and he shuts up yes ma'am <laughs> he's on okay it was so awesome though okay, man. you honey. know she was doing a tour for us through the house and stuff she you know i asked her where's guadalupe at Oh, busted that up. Right, right out, man. Right here. Right here, man. The precious <laughs> Mary. But uh, uh, 
I got lucky, man. I thought he said I got lucky with a man. I was like, <laughs> holy shit, man. What's going on with you people this morning? But do you think a guy has the right to, you know, get pissed off if, uh, you know, he's getting a blow job or something like that, or he thinks he's lucky and getting that woman in the ass when he's actually getting one of them in the ass. Oh, dude, stop. This is not how I wanted my morning to go. I'm just uh, asking stop, a simple question. Stop making it where I cannot etch a sketch what you say. If the dude was in there and she, you know, cause men, they like screwing women in the ass. You know, they like giving colon cleanses and stuff. And here's a dude that's all hyped up, hard as a fucking rock. Yeah, I just pounded her in the ass. You know, she let me do it. She told me to do it. And next thing you know, it's a dude. Stop. Ew. I would be Ew. so pissed off. That's why you got to be careful. You got to check them. <laughs> you do. You got to check them. You do. You definitely. I do. say even you women that are bi or gay or lesbian, whatever you call yourselves today, you have to check if they got a freaking penis. What if they go up to you and say, hey, I want to put on a strap on. And it's not really a strap on. <laughs> what if they do that? So, so did I tell you? Did I tell you about the customer that I had Saturday? You didn't answer my question. I'm not here. answering it. I'll leave it at. <laughs> do you women uh, know if it's a strap on or if it's the real thing? Yeah. You can tell. Yeah. How do you tell? Because uh, a real one pulsates and a strap on does not. Pulsation. So you women actually feel that? Yeah. Duh. <laughs> we can feel it every time you just like flex it. <laughs> well, there you go, man. You're starting to learn here that <laughs> you cannot fool a woman. No, we know. They know if it's a real pecker or not. So trust me. Don't try to fool them. Don't do it. So tell me about this customer. Here. So this customer that came... crazy hair got laid uh, three days ago. Uh, my goth babe stopped over. Well, thank you for letting us know about your sex life. <laughs> Does she give good head is my question. Go ahead. <laughs> so and, and this is a customer that um, I think my gaydar was broken. Uh Oh, yeah. So normally China does have a gaydar, man. Normally, when this customer comes in the gas station, he he is dressed normal, jeans, mm -hmm. t-shirt, flannel, you know, the whole nine yards. So when he came in this weekend, it was a very different person. And normally, this kid rides his bike there, right? Mm -hmm. His bicycle. He rides it there. You notice how we have to say bicycle? Yeah, or I gotta bike? say, I gotta say bicycle. He rides his bicycle there. So this time, at first, I didn't notice because I was busy. There was other customers in the store. And then next thing I know it, he's at the counter. Well, he's wearing a crop top and he was very hairy. So all I seen was hairy abdomen. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, because how do you, you know, some what? people should not wear crop tops. I'm asking you a question here. What women or, you know, you, you know, you represent the female species. Yeah. How in the hell does a woman get with a Sasquatch? 
I have no idea. You know, they got hair all over their back, and it's like, dude, <laughs> go get a shave or something. I, I don't know. How do you do it? How do women do that? Wax. We wax them. But you know what I mean? There's some men out there that look like a fucking Sasquatch. It's like, dude, what the hell? Did you get some Rogaine or some shit spilled on your back? Ew, ew. Can I finish my stories? Just saying. So, uh, kind of like a woman with arm, armpit hair. You know, I'm, I'm ringing this customer out. I bagged his stuff, double bagged it because he was on his bicycle. And then I'm still curious on seeing that he's wearing this crop top with this hair, like extremely hairy abdomen. And then he turned to walk away and he was wearing a skirt that was down to his ankles with cowboy boots. Wow. I was very confused because he's never dressed like that before. And then watching him get on his bicycle wearing a very long skirt was highly entertaining. Mind you, with cowboy boots. Don't they like, are they seeking attention when they do that? Well, being that he's never dressed like that before, I don't know what happened. I don't know. I don't know what happened with Rage here. Uh, he says that it's been so long he's ha- hasn't had sex that he forgot who gets tied up. I had my three kids and seven of their friends. Three minutes someone needed something. But uh, I say go get a hooker at a salve it. Yes, if he hasn't had sex, get a hooker. Get a hooker. Is that your answer to everything? Yeah, you know, if you don't want to be in a long-term relationship, just lease that shit. That's all I'm saying. It's just some craziness. It is. It is. You know, it did the bicycle have a seat? Yeah, it did. You got <laughs> you got crazy out here with uh, his goth chick, man. Now goth chicks, they're fucking weird. <laughs> They'll fuck you up in bed. They're the ones that tie you up, put you in a rubber suit, and put a ball in your mouth. That's that's goth chicks. And they might even set you a little little bit on fly in fire instead of forgetting about the ice on the nipple. And then they might flames. get then they might like cut you open and stuff and suck <laughs> your blood. That's goth chicks. Am I right or wrong here? I mean they might. I've known some goth <laughs> chicks in my time, and it's like, please stay away from the pecker, okay? Don't get near the pecker. That's what I tell <laughs> goth chicks. Because you don't know if they're going to get themselves a little freaking uh, bib on, get their uh, fork and their knife and cut your pecker off. You don't know if they're going to do it. You got to be careful out there with that goth stuff. (laughs) You do. They want to be men and they want to fuck you up. They want to spank your ass. They want to handcuff you, beat you like a bitch. And, you know, they actually do. I'm going to beat you like the bitch you are. That's, That's how crazy they are. Mm-hmm. I researched this on Pornhub. Trust me. <laughs> Everything I see, I have to research. You know, I sit there with popcorn and stuff and I'm like, God damn, look what she just did to dude. God. She's got a leash on this motherfucker walking like a dog. Well, if that's what making him bark and stuff like that. I don't know what men get off on that kind of stuff. I don't get it. I don't get the high heels and the nuts. I, it's just weird to me. <laughs> You're going to have a bitch with an, uh, you know, 10 inch heel step on your freaking gonads. What are you, what's wrong with you? 
<laughs> you're sick. <laughs> Some people like you're that. a sick puppy. Some people like that. You can't even graze the balls without a guy falling on his ass and crying like a bitch. <laughs> but here these dudes got like steel balls and stuff like that. <laughs> what do you hate that I do? <laughs> I flick him. Yeah, dude. You, you try flicking my pecker and stuff. I want to <laughs> punch you in the back of the head. I flick it. <laughs> you know, I, you know, not, uh, you know, like uh, compare them and stuff like this, but it's funny to stuff that I watch on YouTube sometimes. And, you know, you got this guy climbing up one of them radio towers to change a light bulb and stuff like 2000 in uh, the air. And you're sitting there watching this. You get this fucked up feeling like, holy shit, what are you doing, dude? And then you wonder. How the hell the antenna holds his weight? And I'm not talking about his weight. I'm talking about the weight of his balls. He's got steel balls walking up that motherfucker. Okay. He's got big ass gonads that only us men can wish for those that <laughs> climb on these towers. <laughs> and you just wonder how the weight don't freaking push you over and stuff with the weight of his balls. Just saying. <laughs> Steve Easy said, what the hell are you watching, man? You need help. Well, you know, <laughs> you go on Pornhub and stuff, and it's weird on that thing, okay? It's weird. <laughs> he looks up just some weird stuff. It's, yeah. And it's like, what? because I do do research for the show. And, you know, they get some material. And you see that kind of stuff. It's like, dude, what are you, a border collie or something? You're having this broad walk you around. What does a man get on that? Oh, wow. I see. I think there's a lot more of those kind of men than there are regular men now. Jason says the couple I saw yesterday, I almost was waiting for the Pornhub cameras to pop out. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Easy used to build scaffolding on bridges a few hundred feet up, and it was fun as fuck. Yeah, now go up uh, to the top of like the Sears Tower and change a light bulb. Fuck you. That ain't ever happening in your life, man. Not mine, anyway. <laughs> Be sure Screw the that. biker says cock or spaniel. <laughs> right? Right? Jesus. Anyway. Anywho. <laughs> anyway. Adam Sandoval still a tool. <laughs> yeah, he's a tool, according to China now. But again, would you guys please fangirl this bitch so she gets off my head, you know, my name nuts. Really? Trust me. What do we got in the news before we go into our main subject here? Uh, Adam Sandoval's a tool. Oh, breaking news. Adam Sandoval, you're a fucking tool. <laughs> Courtesy of China doll. There you go. Dick. <laughs> I'm going to push him like I'm playing on the slide next. Damn it. A woman was caught on a cell phone video going ballistic at Mexico City International Airport ticket counter Tuesday. When a Valoris airline employee informed her there was an issue with her flight reservation, the pa <laughs> a passenger reacted violently when she was notified she had to complete the tickets ticket purchase of her flight. Apparently, the lady tried to make a payment with several credit cards without success, causing the fraud prevention system to issue a security alert. 
So Maria Guadalupe, 56, is being accused of damaging equipment as well as disturbing the peace for allegedly slamming four computer monitors and four handheld barcode scanners to the ground. In you the know airport. what's funny? There's there's some psycho people that go to the airport, man, <laughs> especially out of O'Hare Airport in Chicago. They fucking freaks, man. Then they get all pissed off on the plane and stuff. I'd be pissed off and freaking if the plane was turned around because that's what they usually have to do is turn the plane around and shit like that. I'd be pissed off if I was on one of them. You know what's funny is if they tie them up in the seatbelts and stuff. That's funny. <laughs> have you seen that? I've seen it on freaking uh, video, but I've never seen it in person. <laughs> somebody gets tied to the seat. I don't know. If somebody gets stupid. You want to crack your ass. They might be a towel head that wants to freaking hijack the plane. You got to be careful nowadays on airplanes. You know what I mean? Shit. Motherfucker might get a grenade or something on that thing. Blow you up. Imagine this psycho woman. She's just like chucking computer monitors on the floor. Oh, I can believe it. Board. Nowadays, people are just ignorant. You know, that's one thing I don't understand. And you know what? My little brother actually had a cunt like this. Oh, Lord. That would just freaking go around running her mouth and making a scene. It's, uh, you know, I once told my little brother, why don't you just punch her in the mouth or something? As like, dude, screw your puppy love. Punch her ass. <laughs> Knock a couple teeth out. She'll learn. Dude, she was like a... She was like a 24-7 Karen. Yeah, that's all she was, was a Karen. <laughs> Get even, rid of the bitch. She even pissed off the neighbors. It's like, dude, she can't be given that good of a blowjob to be dealing with this shit. Hell no. No woman's worth that. But he wisened up. Yeah, he wisened up, kicked the bitch to the curve, which is a good thing. Now she's back up here. But do you notice how, you know, people are a lot more Karens? Oh my god! I was watching videos last night, and it was like nothing but Karen videos. I was dying laughing. I'm like, man, people actually do this shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, holy crap! And you catch them, and they're you know what? It's funnier. It's not that they're the older guys or the women. No, they're they're any, younger. They're any age now. Yeah, but they're mostly younger. And I'm like, damn! It's like, dude, slap that bitch! It's so. Funny. You imagine if I had a Karen walk up on me? Oh, my God, it would be stupid. Get the camera out. I would have busted the camera out and be like, let's go. Come on. I want to see this. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Beezer, knock her teeth off. Get yourself a gummer. A gummer, man, you know, they give good blowjobs. I have to say, women with no teeth no, give great blowjobs. A lot better feeling. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> what else we got in the news? Oh my god so we've got a heroic father of three who survived the tragic events of september 11th on his second day of working at morgan stanley drowned after he selflessly jumped into lake michigan over fourth of july to save children who capsized on a raft survived the uh, 9-11 and lake michigan is no joke uh-uh so, no joke lake michigan yeah he he was on his second day of employment at morgan stanley in one of the twin towers and he survived that uh, uh to 
un- unfortunately come to his death in Lake Michigan uh, for 4th of July. I think a lot of people that survive a tragic event, they live a better life. Mm-hmm. I think they appreciate life more. Well, Luke La- uh, uh, Ladley, 43, uh, was celebrating the holiday and operating a boat near Winneka, Illinois, when a raft. Filled- oh, yeah. Winneka has a bad freaking drift. When a raft filled with children overturned and without hesitation, he plunged into the water rest uh, to rescue some of the children who were struggling to swim. He spent about a minute submerged before he appeared with the children and was able to get them to safety. Uh, then he was quickly pulled back on board by others given CPR and was administered uh, before. CPR was administered before he was rushed to the emergency responder by the emergency responders to Evanston hospital in serious condition. Um, he was described as a true family man. Uh, he left behind his wife and three children ages seven, five and three sad state of affairs. Um, but he, the one thing to know is if you're going to jump into something, make sure you take your shoes off. Cause that'll weigh your ass down real hardcore. Yeah. It didn't specify whether he did that or not. I'm assuming he was on a boat, so he probably didn't have shoes on, but I can see Lake cause Lake Michigan, it's worse than the damn ocean tides. It is. It's worse than the ocean tides. Fuck that. Yeah. So he, uh, yeah, he did escape the 61st floor of the South tower. You imagine during how he felt during that during 9-11. That must have been a horrible experience in them towers. Oh. But you know, this this is this is definitely he is definitely a hero to these children. Damn um, right. Unfortunately, he lost his life. Uh, but you know, there's not a lot of people out there that would have done something like that. No, they would have let the kids drown. They would have just been screaming for help or, you know, you got the assholes that would have just busted out their video camera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I feel bad for his family and sorry for their loss. But, you know, he did a do, he did do a good deed. Indeed. Uh, we're going to go to our main topic here. And people are probably confused by this topic. <laughs> Coal mining. I was legalized slavery. And there's a lot of legalized slavery that happens even in the United States today. Now, my whole family was coal miners from West Virginia, still are. And it was very interesting to look at the history. And the reason why I was looking at the history is because my great grandfather was born in Mount Hope, West Virginia. And I look it up on the map today and it's not there. And I say to myself, why? It turned out it was a company town. Mm -hmm. Now, a company town was one that was built by the coal mining companies. Now, on there, it would have houses, it would have a general store. And in the early days, you actually didn't make money. They gave you scripts, which means they made their own money up. 
And because of where it was located and stuff, it was like in the middle of nowhere. It was hard to get around. They would tell, give you the scripts. You would spend your money at the company store. And I didn't even know you had to buy your own tools back then. And you know what's worse about the uh, company houses? If a woman's man died in the coal mine, she had seven days to remarried or she they would evict her. And coal mining is some tough shit as it is. But what do you think where you would have to live and work for a place that owns the stores, the housing, basically control over you? I call that legalized slavery. I mean, that's what it sounds like. And uh, as you were speaking, yeah, it says that the town provided schools, libraries, churches, um, stores, but basically saloons were prohibited in the town basically well that's why you got a lot of moonshine running around in west virginia and kentucky Moon, yeah. and yeah. moonshiners and bootleggers but it is so weird that they would choose the religion there would only be one church in some of these towns mm-hmm. and i bet you don't know the second bloodiest outbreak in the united states after the civil war was a coal miner strike they actually had to call out the fucking national guard because there was killing going on there but a lot of people you know when they talk about slavery there's indentured slavery that goes on and i kind of find that's indentured right there could you imagine working and you don't get paid, but get paid by a script? And by time you're done uh, getting your stuff, you still owe them money. That's insane. You know, some coal miners, a lot of these freaking leftist liberals, you know, that you might make fun of people in West Virginia or Kentucky, you know, backwoods, marry my sister shit, but they're hardworking fucking people. Very hard work and very conservative views of the family. If you would have put a like a leftist in a coal mine, you imagine how they'd be running out scared, crying. But coal is made this country and it always will. They're talking about electric. Well, what do you think runs the plant? Coal. What's some of the other stuff they say? Well, it says like the future of the company towns like today, you'd be hard pressed to find an official company town within the United States. But it doesn't mean there aren't unofficial company towns operating in the country. Mm. Some companies have heavy influences over an area and choose to run the communities in an unincorporated fashion. Well, that's just like Ford when Harry Henry Ford was alive. He used to make these communities around his plants. And later on in members only, we're going to be talking about, do you think people are slaves, the corporations? Oh, yeah. That's a big one that we're going to be talking about. Well, and they give an example of what they consider a company town right now. And uh, like, for example, Bay Lake and Lake 
Buena Vista in Florida are controlled by the Walt Disney Company. And, you know, a lot of people, they go after Ron DeSantis for taking on Walt Disney. But Walt Disney is doing the same shit here. You know, if they own the house, you're paying rent to your employer. And most of the time in West Virginia, you're in the middle of a holler or you're in the middle of nowhere in the mountains. How the hell are you going to go anywhere else but to the company store? Well, and people don't realize it. it even talks about the fact that Disney itself has recently been criticized for a rampant homelessness and food insecurity among its workers due to low wages. Low wages and they end up on freaking uh, welfare. Mm -hmm. That's just like I never understood with the military. How people are on active duty, they have to have food stamps. That should never be. There is a lot of that. But do you consider what these company-owned towns did as slavery? I mean, yeah, because they they like they always have they always owe. They never come out ahead. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like it's says since the company that owned the town knew all the residents had steady, reliable jobs, some of them allowed shoppers who were financially strapped to simply charge goods and services to a tab as needed. Of course, this meant basically the early credit, the meaning this meant that the workers quickly racked up large debts and they were obligated to settle them before they even thought about leaving the town. So you basically are trapped in this town until you pay off your debt. And by the wages that they pay you, you're never going to pay off that debt. So you're stuck in that town. What's more interesting about this that I learned is a lot of these coal companies, they, did, they didn't care about somebody getting killed. They cared more about a donkey dying than a man because the donkeys used to haul out the coal. And they would cost 200 bucks where they would only have to pay the woman a $50 settlement if the guy died. That's how bad early coal mining was. See, my grandfather, my dad's dad, he died of black lung. And black lung is some serious shit from what I was told because uh, I heard the stories. But he died from black lung and they hardly gave him a pension. And he was working the mines in the early uh, 30s and the 40s. So there was no safety at all out there. So coal miner uh, companies, now they're different now. But back then it was just, a you know, and I think that's what upsets me when I hear these leftists go out there and bash on coal miners and stuff. Where do you think your fucking electricity comes from? It comes from the coal. Are uh, these power generators? Our country was built on coal. And it just amazes me when you get a prick like Joe Biden standing up there bashing on coal. It's like, why don't you get your scraggly ass dementia ass and go work in a coal mine? See how you feel. They do the same thing with truck drivers. 
these politicians. Look what California is doing with their bullshit. If I was a truck driver, I never, I'd never deliver in California. Well, we want you to be electric by 2035. Shut up, stupid. That ain't happening. All this climate change bullshit. And it is bullshit. Because the earth has cooling and you know warming periods throughout its history. What else you got in there? No, it's just, I'm just like glance, glancing over it and it's just the living condition. As for the actual living conditions in the towns, they were far from the typical neighborhood. <clears throat> the houses were built so close together as physically as possible to allow the greatest number of workers to reside there. Besides lacking privacy and being shabbily built, one could only hope in the neighborhood that it didn't fall victim to fire or else the whole town would go up. And you want to know if maybe people want to know what a company town is. Remember coal miners daughter with Loretta Lynn. That was a company town and it even showed a scene where the father went into the company store and used this script to buy her address. That's how it was. Because I, when I, before I even did this, you know, cause I got some family on my Facebook that I messaged back and forth that are minors. And they said, yeah, it was a hard life in the beginning. I think life expectancy of a minor was 40. If you were lucky because, and I'm not just talking about cave-ins or shit like well, that. It's like you think about it. You're pretty much working for, you're working for peanuts because it's like, you're working for the company. The company is giving you the scripts to purchase your items in the town that they own and the stores that they own. So technically you're not really making anything because you're paying them back. <laughs> yeah. You're paying them and they're making money. They're giving you money just so you can give it back to them exactly so it's like you're technically not even making money that's just like the sand hogs up in new york at, you know with the tunnels and stuff they did not care about these people they didn't care if they died up oh, just get them out of the freaking hole and get back in there it's sad it's a sad state of affairs and that's why on the next segment and members only we're going to talk about that we truly are slaves to corporations. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, everybody look in your wallet. See how many credit cards you own. And again, it kind of makes me sick that people don't talk about this kind of stuff. Because all we hear about is slavery with the blacks. And there's slavery still going on. And in this country, what do you think happens when, and this is more towards the Asian people. When they bring people in over the border illegally, they make them work off of that. They make them work off their debt. And they can never do it. It's, I just believe it's so disgusting how people treat others. How can you do that? I think that's why a lot of people decide to start their own businesses mm -hmm. instead of working for someone else. And that's a good point to bring up on the next segment is self-employment, making it your own way. But in today's society, it's hard to do that. Very. Because everything is expensive and you can't take a risk. You always have to have a paycheck. 
true. So the you know it's true. The rich get richer, the poor get poorer. Yeah, tell me about it. It's a never-ending cycle, and that's one thing I don't understand about leftists, where they want this communist, socialist type of government. It's only the assholes at the top that live like freaking kings. You know, look at North Korea, man. That dude's fatter than fuck, that freaking Kim Jong-un. He feasts on freaking steaks and freaking cognac and all that. While his damn people, can't they're dying of starvation. Maybe the propaganda, I, it works real good over there. That's just like here, you know, when people say propaganda, especially in the biker scene, dude, <laughs> it's right there in your face and you still got morons that back it. Still got morons that will back that kind of shit. Sick. But you imagine being a wife of a minor and your husband just died and they say you got seven days to remarry. And here's your 50 bucks. I, I, you know what? I couldn't imagine how the government would back that kind of stuff. But the problem is the government, all they do is listen to money because they work for them, not us. When we go to the uh, uh, voting booth, we're not vote. Our votes don't matter. Say electoral college votes for presidential. That don't matter either because it's corporations that run the shit. And I can see some point of views where people are sick and tired of the gap between the rich and the poor. I think that's why our country's all fucked up right now. Look at that George Soros who spends all the money for these progressive uh, prosecutors. And look at what they do. Look at that's why crime's so bad. You know, they want to talk about mass shootings and guns all the time. Well, prosecute the fuckers. No, instead, you let them out. You let them run. How many shootings are in Chicago on uh, 4th of July? Jesus Christ. You lose track after a while because then people people really start to not pay attention to how many shootings go on in Chicago, even though those that live here in Illinois, because it's such a, and I hate to say the word, but it's like a norm. Mm Mm-hmm. It is a normal thing for like a shit ton of people to get shot. But I was doing that one in story Chicago. on the outs, uh, outcast. And I don't know how many times during that freaking thing, they said mass shooting, mass shooting, mass shooting. And they're out on bail. And I was like, what the fuck? It wasn't a mass shooting. And then CNN did a report and said, Well, here is the mass shooting track uh, tracker over 300 this year. Shut up. Shut up, stupid. Shut up, stupid. Who the hell are you fooling? You know why they want to get rid of guns so the poor people can't freaking rebel against the rich people. That is plain and simple right there. They take away your guns, then they can do whatever the fuck they want to you. But we're stupid going out there and say, yeah, yeah, make them give up their guns. I think people are so brainwashed. It's sickening. And it even found its way into the biker scene. What the hell? 
and rubs are the worst the way they think you seen a lot of them this weekend didn't you a lot of rubs at a harley dealer yeah like pretty much majority of them there <laughs> uh, are we lying no <laughs> uh-uh no no there was no oh, yeah it was all <laughs> you were giggling i was <laughs> i i looked at one guy i was like dude you you think you like harley davidson's look at this motherfucker with all this shit on i was and i wasn't quiet about it no that's why i was kind of better that i was waiting in line and you were off doing your own thing because i'm just like i can't stand by him right now because he's just like ripping everybody a new a-hole as he's walking through i'm like no no you did not i'm going over here <laughs> i was like what the hell did you like buy out the entire freaking clothing line of harley davidson you freak <laughs> harley davidson jeans harley davidson shirt harley, harley boots davidson, i was harley like davidson damn food. man dude chill that's how bad it was at uh the dealership though I yeah. couldn't believe how many rubs were there. And then they look at uh, guys like me, like with their nose down. I'm sitting here. I probably make triple of what you ever make. And you're looking down at me, you cocksucker. It's like, take your little Billy badass over there, jackass. Unbelievable the way people think nowadays. It's sad state of affairs. It was. <laughs> it was. Hopefully at Chopper Fest, and I know there's not going to be a lot of them there because, you know, it's a real biker party. <laughs> we'll have to see. Unlike, uh, they were serving like waffles and or uh, French toast there. I was like, oh, how sweet. You cocksucker. <laughs> Dressing up in a Harley shit like that. What's wrong with you? And if you pay like $29.99, you can get Adam Sandoval's hat with his autograph on it. That's how much it was? I don't know. I was just making it up. Probably. But you think he's a tool anyway. He is a tool, man. You don't push people. I don't care whose turn it is on the slide. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Anyway, we're going to take a break right now, and then we're going to go to the members only. We're going to be talking about if you're a slave to the damn corporations. If you want to become a member, you can on YouTube or Spotify. We'll be right back with members only, baby. Everybody else, we'll see you tomorrow. Join the Insane Throttle Members Only Club on YouTube or Spotify and receive exclusive content Monday through Friday at 9.20 a.m. Central Standard Time. Your membership in the Throttle Club helps keep the show going. Introducing the all-new service from Insane Throttle Motorcycle Madhouse Radio. 24-7 and nothing but the best in 80s till today. Rockin' metal. Metal, baby. And here's an added bonus. You can now listen to Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Show with Hollywood and China now live on the air. Go to MotorcycleMadhouse.com and bookmark the radio station and get down with the king of biker radio. I say goodbye, vamoose, adios, ciao, so long, get your hat jacked. Number one internet biker radio show is now available on Spotify and all major platforms including iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more. 
Don't forget to become a subscriber on any one of these platforms so you can